Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy February. Nice. We get an extra day we, this month. Yes, we do. Um, an extra for regular <laughs> February, but like less for every other month. Well, yeah. So, that's technically. true. But this is true. Shout yeah. out to the Leap Babies. Yes. Who oh my only God, that have always... birthdays every four years. Yeah, like, I never, I mean, okay, I always think about it <laughs> because I'm like, like, if that was me, would I celebrate my birthday the day before or the day after? Like, the 28th or the, the 30th? Because it's going to be March if you do it the day after. True. I and guess I it, like... it might depend, like, what time of day. True. Like True. you were born, right? Maybe I wouldn't. If I was a fe- if I was born in February, though, I would want to be a February baby. So I'd be like, it's the twenty eighth. Okay, but I think I think legally it would be. <laughs> oh, I see what you're the saying. The first, right? Well, I guess legally it would be the 29th of February. So. So then you would have to celebrate it on the first because it's the day after. My question, more importantly. Is on legal documents, does it only say, like, you're eight years old when you're actually, like, 16? It can't. That... Or, I can't do math, but, you know. Right? Hmm. hmm. You know, we have many questions. So, if you're born on a leap year, <laughs> just let us know. And yeah. we can... Specifically on February 29th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need we need that information. <laughs> we do. I mean, we could find the information, but are we going to? No. No. So let us know. <laughs> Please. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, I forced Savannah to go see Wonka. <laughs> oh, yeah. I finally yeah, did it, did. guys. Yeah, we went. Um, it was amazing. See, okay, but we went and, and saw it, and I I even gave my rating at the end, and you just called me a hater for it. So She's a hater. I knew I wasn't going to give it a high score, and <laughs> I gave it a six. A 6 out of 10, and I think that is very good. No. I gave it an 8 <laughs> out of 10. I feel like 6 out of 10 is saying that it's good enough, but it's bad. Correct. Yeah, but I <laughs> thought it was um, an 8 out of 10, if not even an 8.5. I was thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hmm. And I also feel like the fact that you said you already knew you weren't going to give it a high rating means prejudice. <laughs> okay, okay, but I knew because I saw the trailer. Mm, and, okay, you know, I saw the trailer. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was, the music was amazing. The song's amazing. Timothy Chalamet, amazing, beautiful. Love of my life. It was amazing. Listen, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying don't go see it because, like, a six to me, that's still, that's still high enough to... Like, at least see it once. How would you feel if somebody rated this podcast a 6 out of 10? I Not mean, very good. <laughs> so, therefore. <laughs> okay, but the, you can't just pressure me. You can't just peer pressure me into rating everything a high score, even <laughs> if I don't like it. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm just saying. I'm just proving to you that you're a hater. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, I know I'm a hater Timmy, and I'm fine with it. It's fine. Because it was so good. I... I really loved it, so I'm not even just saying that. I actually really did really like it. I would actually see it again. I mean, it was um, cute. It was cute. And I, <laughs> the songs do get stuck in your head. Very bad. But, very you know. bad. Yeah, I, I would see it again and will, because now my parents want to see it. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I mean, not in theaters, probably. It's probably going to come out, like, next week on Netflix or something, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um... Not to Savannah's standards, but to mine. So, (laughs) anyways, Wonka aside, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. But if you want to go ahead and get into your story, Savannah. Okay, yeah, let's just just get away from Wonka and get into what I'm going (laughs) to talk about instead. (laughs) (sighs) Whatever. Because I'm a hater. But anyway. um, Okay, so this week... I'm going to talk about a childhood legend that we all know of, the Tooth Fairy. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. I was going to be mean, and I was going to say I already decided to give your story a 6 out of 10, 
But I'll give it a chance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm excited to hear about the Judas Harry. <laughs> See, you're going to like this one. You're going to like it. <laughs> I also um, love the movie that I'm sure you haven't seen with The Rock. Oh, yeah. No, I have seen it. Oh, wow. Claps to Savannah, guys. A, cinem- well, a cinematic lover. She's seen two movies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just kidding. The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. So, anyway. The Tooth Fairy. Um, this legend comes from Western culture. So, like, Western Europe and uh, the U.S. But mm-hmm. it is actually not really all over the world, surprisingly. I feel um, like that's not that surprising. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I'll, I'll get more into it. But so the Tooth Fairy legend may have started in the United States. Um, it's hard to trace back where exactly it like first like came about. Hmm. Um, the Tooth Fairy also visits kids in Canada, the UK and most of Northern Europe. Nice. Very nice. Yes. So if you are not from any of those places, um, the Tooth Fairy... I'll, I'll describe her a little bit. The Tooth Fairy is often pictured or described as, like, a cute little fairy, like, similar to Tinkerbell. Um, that's what I picture, at least. Is that, like, about what you would picture, too? It, it is, except for now all I can picture is the Rock Johnson <laughs> as, like, a little fairy. But, yes. yeah, I picture yeah. a little girl. Mm-hmm. A little girl, but, like, instead of green dress, it's giving pink dress in my in my brain. Yeah, yeah, not exactly like Tinkerbell, but like that sort of fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, this is this is the story of like what she does. So a child will lose their one of their baby teeth, and that night they put their tooth under their pillow, and the Tooth Fairy comes to get it in the middle of the night and leaves some uh, money or a prize or something under the pillow. Um, and I actually used to have a little tooth fairy pillow that I used. Oh, I've heard of those. I didn't have one. Yeah. But so I've heard ha- of those. Yeah, it had like a little pocket on the front. That's cute. So you could use that instead of like putting it under your head. Yeah. You know? That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the tooth, my tooth fairy, um, she used <laughs> to bring me money from other countries. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. My tooth fairy, I did put it underneath my head, or I also sleep with, like, a lot of pillows, so I would just put it under any pillow that oh, I was okay. in my bed in, like, a sandwich bag, and then there would always be a dollar. Oh, It was always okay. a, do- a dollar per tooth, so. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I was yeah, rich mine, back in the day. <laughs> see, yeah, you got, like, spendable money. Mine was from other countries, so I kind of just saved it. Okay, but that's cool, it, though. Yeah, it is cool, but I, I definitely, <laughs> like, I think I still have a box full of this tooth fairy money somewhere oh see that's cool i definitely that spent was... mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um this tradition like it sounds normal because we are so used to it right but like it had to start somewhere so for sure we're like where did this come from also it doesn't sound normal it sounds very capitalism it, it, <laughs> i feel I mean, like in my in my brain bit, yeah like it's giving very america uh, that's yeah. how i think of it like Oh, you lose a tooth? We'll give you some money. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but um, actually, there are some like old Norse traditions oh. that um, where like when a, a child loses their tooth, they are paid for it. Oh, so okay, well, maybe not. So it's kind of always been like that. That's cool. Know. They're valuable, I suppose. I'm gonna need them. Yeah, yeah, um, and. There are some, like, other old superstitions of baby teeth. Uh, <clears throat> so, like, basically, like, doing something to them or, like, with them in order to help the child later in life or, like, um, get their teeth to grow properly. Um, and some of the traditions are still uh, done today. So, I'll, I'm going to talk about that later, some of the superstitions. Um, but let's go back to this, like, old French story, um, because it is very popular, um, it, well, it was very popular and it, like, may have started some different traditions, uh, surrounding teeth, so, 
Okay, let's let's just dive into this. So there's this story called The Good Little Mouse. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, a 17th century French fairy tale. Interesting. So I'm just, I'm going to like summarize it. Um, So basically there is a king and a queen in, we're going to say kingdom A, right? And then in kingdom B, there's just a king, right? So king B kills king A. And takes the queen oh. and puts her in the dungeon. Oh, why would he do that? Yeah. So she she's imprisoned and uh, she's like down there for years at this point. And she uh, gets a visit from a little fairy. Okay. So this fairy comes down and it's like, I, I'm going to help you. Like they, they talk about it and they decide on a plan to get... Uh, get her out of there so the fairy turns herself into a mouse and then goes to the king um and knocks his teeth out (laughs) that's funny and then she um hides under the king's pillow and um uh like knocks him out like uh kills him love that so yeah um i mean that's what he gets for locking her down there Exactly. Like, all because he was mad he didn't have a wife? Like, okay. Yeah, pretty, I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like. Honestly, it sounds like his teeth deserve to be knocked out. Yeah. So, after all this, the queen ends up getting out of the dungeon. She's free. And as you can see, this story involves, like, a fairy and teeth and hiding under a pillow. So, you can see where some of this could have oh, come from. yes. Also, can you imagine, like, waking up out of your sleep to a mouse knocking your teeth out? <laughs> I know. That's my one of my worst nightmares for sure. Right? No, definitely. But um uh yeah, also though I want you to keep in mind that the mouse comes up later in some of these superstitions. Oh, interesting. Too. So the mouse and the fairy were taken from this story. Interesting. Mhm. So um as I was sort of saying in the beginning, not every country has a tooth fairy, um, but most of them have traditions about losing baby teeth. So in some countries, uh, people will bury the tooth. Um, they will place it in a mouse hole. So like, just like a place where a mouse lives. Mm-hmm. So that is basically like sacrificing it to the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, offering the lost tooth would, like, supposedly it increases the likelihood that the child's teeth are going to grow back strong as rodent teeth. Oh, I see. So, I I guess, I guess mouse teeth are strong. I don't know. Yeah, they can chew through wires and stuff. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, I mean, we could, Um, I guess, but, like, it would be very hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to get strong teeth. You got to bring your tooth to a mouse. Um, another, another one is throwing the tooth between the legs or onto a roof. Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, burning the tooth. Does that work? Um, They're bone. Um, well, you can just like throw it into a fire. Oh, I see. Yeah. And this also, the burning of it, um, I, also, I, I have seen that come with like a superstition but also tie back to a superstition about witches Mm -hmm. so i don't know it could be like oh you don't want your kid to turn into a witch you bring your tooth my kid to turn into a witch yeah so maybe don't burn their teeth then i don't know okay (laughs) um some people will put their teeth into a tree like throw it up into a tree Mm mm-hmm um hide it in or on a wall on a wall is interesting choice (laughs) yeah um in many parts of the world um there is actually not a tooth fairy but there is a tooth mouse oh yeah so tying back to the good little mouse um yeah so in france mexico spain peru and some others um it's just a, f- a few of them uh there's a tooth mouse 
So he comes around and takes your teeth for you. So um, in um, Sweden and Argentina, children will put their teeth into a glass of water before bed and the mouse will come and take the tooth and drink the water and then they leave a few coins for the kid to have in the morning. Okay, see, I was going to ask if the mouse left money. Yeah, he does. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you you said that it was like capitalism, but I mean... Yeah, it, it's I not mean, it's sounding still, like that anymore. I mean... Like, it is still capitalism, kind of, but it's like, it's like everywhere. It's not just the U.S. Yeah, see, in my mind, I thought it was nowhere other than outside the U.S. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but clearly... That's not the case. They got mm-hmm. the tooth mouse. Yeah. So. Um, and also in South Africa and Colombia, the tooth, uh, tooth mouse, they find teeth under pillows, just like for the tooth fairy. Um, or they could find your tooth in slippers. So you could leave it in a slipper for them. Okay. Um, in uh, the, the Filipino tooth rat. So this is a tooth rat this time, okay. not a mouse. So tooth rat, tooth mouse, <laughs> similar. Same thing. Um, he picks up the teeth from windowsills. Oh, okay. That's yeah. pretty chilling. Probably because he's um, so big because he's a rat. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think it's just so interesting that all these places, like everywhere, has like a little tradition on like some creature coming to take your baby teeth yeah that's weird (laughs) like so many places have these traditions like i feel like that's i feel like it's even weirder than how i previously thought it was just the united states (laughs) yeah like do you think a mouse like would you rather have a mouse or a fairy come take your teeth well obviously a fairy what kind of question is that (laughs) but (laughs) like i mean as long as he's giving me money i guess i don't really care but the yeah. thought of a fairy is better than a mouse or a rat. Yeah. What if it's a magic mouse, though? Well, am I going to know? I'm not really going to know any difference, so I guess I don't really care anyway. That's Yeah, that's true. You're not going to know because you're asleep. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so some other countries just have, um, like, just traditions that they do um, and superstitions that don't involve creatures coming to take the teeth so in uh in the middle east and in japan baby teeth are thrown into the air um and in japan they actually uh throw them up or down so basically the bottom teeth are thrown into the air and the top teeth are thrown to the ground so they're they're thrown in the direction that they grow and uh if they don't throw them like perfectly straight up or down then their teeth will grow in crooked yikes it's a superstition yikes so well here's my question do they just throw them outside anywhere up or down i guess so that's fascinating i wonder yeah. there's just a lot of baby teeth around i guess <laughs> i was trying to I think so. like, i don't think my mom or, kept mine but maybe yeah she i'm did. not I'm not sure if it's a, the case where, like, you'll throw it and then you collect it afterwards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I feel like the grounds might be covered in yeah. baby teeth at this point if they just left them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, um, it wasn't specified, so yeah. I don't know. Hmm. But it is interesting to think about, like, throwing them in the direction that they grow in order to, like, make your new you, teeth, right. your adult teeth grow in You better straight. throw it straight is all I know. Yeah. Um, so next country I have here in Turkey, the parents will bury their children's teeth, um, it, and they'll bury them in certain places in order to help their child, like in their career. Oh, so for example, if they wanted their child to become a doctor, then they would bury them next to a hospital. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. So, you know, you That's find out where, where your kid, where you want your kid to work and bury them near there. Hmm. I wonder what the success rate on that <laughs> child to job ratio is, you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, does it yeah. work? I wonder what the, the success rate is. Also, and also, I wonder, like, is there a lot of teeth near hospitals because of this? 
Yeah, or courthouses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like um, like you were saying, like, if they're throwing all these teeth into the air, they're, they they got to be everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're burying them. Everybody near... wants a kid that's a doctor or a lawyer. Like, that's the yeah. main two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's got to be teeth everywhere. Ew. <laughs> teeth kind of sick in me. They're buried, though. They're in the ground, so you can't yeah. really, like, you know. That's true. See them everywhere, but... So, um, let's take it back to the U.S. Um, the tooth fairy in the U.S., it can be traced back to, um, an article in the Chicago Tribune in 1908. Hmm. So, honestly, 1908, it's like, that was a long time ago, but not not that long. I expected it to be way longer. Yeah. Um, I know, especially since there's like Norse legends of yeah, um, right. Of teeth being paid for and right. stuff. That's and like pretty much these, only a hundred yeah. years. Yeah. Be round. Mm-hmm. So in uh in the Chicago Tribune in nineteen oh eight, Lillian Brown uh she gave parents a suggestion that would help persuade children to have their baby teeth pulled. So basically, they would be, like, not opposed to the idea of, like, getting rid of their baby teeth. They'd be, like, more happy about it because they're getting a treat out of it. You know, they're like, oh, this little fairy is going to come and take them and you get a prize. 100% that helped me pull out my, some of my teeth. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, it hurt. Like, most of mine, like, weren't easy fallouts. Like, I had to pull it, but shut it in the door, mm-hmm. you know. All the yeah. all the tricks. Actually, I I just had a flashback because <laughs> one of my friends in high school still had her baby teeth. Um, maybe not not all of them, but a lot of her baby teeth when she was in high school, like her freshman year. Wow, that's crazy. That kind of so, happened to me too. Yeah. I had oh, yeah. I had yeah like four like uh, three or four of them were yeah they maybe it was only a few. Late. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, obviously way more than everybody else because. For sure. Yeah, high school. You should crazy. have all of yours. I think mine yeah. was middle school. But yeah, it is yeah. crazy how it works. No, I remember her going to the dentist to get them pulled in. Mm-hmm. It was freshman year of high school. And she came back with like some holes in her mouth. <laughs> oh, and stuff. Like, poor baby. That's horrible. Yeah. So, so yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they need a little persuasion to get out of there. They don't yeah. always just fall out. Yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and also, by that point, she was definitely not getting visited by the tooth fairy. Right. So right. that sucks. Actually, she had a big old bill after she left that dentist kit and then pulled. Right. <laughs> she owed <laughs> right. money. Mm-hmm. At least her parents did. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, this, this article mentioned it in the Chicago Tribune, and then eventually the idea spread across the U.S., um, and this is where people, this is at least the first written account of the Tooth Fairy, so, I mean, it could have been around before then, too, but this is the first time it was written down that this was a thing to do. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like it was here before, just by word of mouth. But yeah, that was like the been. first main widespread. That's that's gonna be my guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this idea, it could have come from the Norse traditions that I was talking about before, um, Norse and like Northern European traditions of parents taking the child's tooth and like paying for it, um, giving them a small fee. Uh, in this tradition, uh, the teeth were thought to be valuable and bring good luck. So that's why they were kind of bought off of the child. Um, and warriors, um, the Vikings, they would even make necklaces out of teeth to protect them and keep them safe during battle. Ew. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> you don't like that I idea? Mean, mm, I don't really like teeth like that, but... I mean, that's a pretty sick necklace to have. I would not want it, yeah. though. Yeah. Make you look a little scary. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, another thing people say solidified the idea of a fairy in the U.S. is that Disney was getting really big at that time. And uh, that could have had a hand in it because there's like fairies in popular Disney movies. I bet that's definitely So, what it was. yeah. Yeah, and also I, I think about there's so many countries that have the tooth like mouse. Yeah. Like it seems like way more countries have that than the tooth fairy. Mm hmm So, it's just interesting how we landed on fairy versus a mouse, Yeah, you know? I mean, personally, I'm glad, considering Yeah. the fact that I don't really like mice like that. <laughs> Maybe you would like them better Maybe. if it was portrayed like that Maybe I when would. you were younger, yeah. I feel like I probably Yeah. would. Yeah, I don't know. But that that's the story of the Tooth Fairy and how it sort of came about. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I do kind of love that there's... another tooth entity like a <laughs> tooth mouse too like maybe they work together the tooth fairy and the tooth mouse Yeah, and they have, like, a tooth workshop going on. Like, <laughs> I'm just confused what they do with the teeth. yeah Like, at least in the, in the United States. You know what I'm saying? The fairies. yeah i know and also i want to mention the there's like a nickname for the tooth mouse in mexico <laughs> um or i guess i don't know if it's just i don't know if it's in all of spanish-speaking countries i don't know but it's uh perez is his name <laughs> oh, okay. I love that it's a man. That's not what I was expecting. Perez. yeah Mm Oh. hmm Raton Perez. <sighs> I love that. Love that a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, That's I actually crazy. just looked it up now because I wanted to make sure I got this right, but it's, um, a figure in Spanish and Hispanic American cultures. So yeah, Mm hmm Wow. Spanish, Spanish speaking Oh. Little areas. Perez Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wants my little teeth. <laughs> That's so cute. I was not expecting that story from you. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> But I I love know it. actually I was going to cover something I was looking up a different <laughs> kind of fairy but then I realized I already kind of covered it before oh, I see. so then I just transitioned to <laughs> the tooth fairy instead and I, I'm glad that I looked it up yeah. No, I love that. That's crazy. I never knew any of that. And yeah that's, no me either wow. It, wow. Well, if there's, you know, children listening, I, hopefully you're not at this point. But I remember when I found, I found out, like, everything was fake all in one day because I was, like, smart, you know? So I think it was, like, Oh my gosh, Santa Santa first. and <clears throat> oh, Santa, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, all the things that, all of, like, the things Once I realized that one of them wasn't real, which I think it was the Tooth Fairy first, and then I was like, wait, that is very similar to the Easter Bunny and Santa, so there's, no, and then I, it, like, Oh my gosh. it, like, I thought about it all day, I found out in the morning, because I think I had lost a tooth, and then I sobbed about it, because I was so sad that the Tooth Fairy wasn't Did you, real. so did you just think about it or did you catch your mom coming into your room? No, I just thought about it, I didn't catch her. I just thought about it. I was like, <sighs> or like something, something was off. Something was off. And I was like, there was something that made me realize. And then, so I went to school knowing the tooth fairy wasn't real. Thought about it all day long. I don't think I thought about school once that day. And then that's like, when I got home, I was like, I confronted my mom. I was like, so you're telling me, I was like, are you Santa? Are you the Easter bunny? <laughs> and she was like, Oh my gosh. yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, she couldn't deny it at that point. So that was a tough day for me. But... Listen, okay, that never happened to me. <laughs> really? So, okay, there was a moment where I realized that Santa wasn't real. And Mm I hmm don't know, I might have connected it all then, but I do remember because I was in the basement and I saw the wrapping paper that was used for the gifts that Santa brought. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is the wrapping paper, like... how would it be how else would it be here like my mom wrapped these presents not santa so i went and i told her i was like i i found this wrapping paper down here like i know basically Yeah. and she just went along with it she was like oh my gosh like 
she actually brought my siblings down there too and she's like guys look like he must have left it here did you believe her (laughs) i didn't believe her but i put on a show for my siblings okay so i was like oh mom you're right but i was like (laughs) no like so then ever since then i like faked it so my my younger siblings didn't know well yeah i had to fake it and then yeah and then after that like we never talked about it so like (laughs) i kind of just like had to have it as a thought in my head but like always pretend so yeah that's hilarious yeah there's, I, I mean, sometimes okay. that's just how it goes. Like, you just have to pretend for the rest of your life. Like, I'm still, I still <laughs> She's do. She's still pretending. <laughs> that is so funny. I remember also one time I spoiled my younger friends. Like, I spoiled Santa for them because we were playing hide and seek in their house. And <gasps> I went and hid in a closet. And I was trying to get, like, in a really good spot. So I was, like, moving stuff, trying to get behind some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found these, like, brand new toys. And it was, like, a Wii. <gasps> and I was, like, oh, my God. Oh and God. so, but I was like, whatever. Did, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about hiding. So when they eventually found me, we s- just noticed the toys. We were like, oh, maybe they're just boxes or something. And then it turned out that's what they got for Christmas. So then they knew. Oh, that it was wow. <laughs> so, it's yeah. all your fault. It is. I got in trouble. So <laughs> you got in trouble. Typical, typical. <laughs> wow. What can I say? But <laughs> okay, I, I have a feeling that we're gonna make a hard like left turn like a u-turn um, for your story i don't know yeah well it's actually funny because okay <laughs> you're talking about the tooth fairy which is like happy sweet cutie i'm talking about <laughs> the legend of the Strigoi, which if you know me and you know savannah you know that we have a big love for vampires oh yes um, so we're going down the vampire rabbit hole once again for the third time okay okay i don't <laughs> think i've heard that that name before though the that, it's crazy yeah <clears throat> so i guess jumping right on into it the strigoi comes from roman mythology which we okay. don't really hear much about but in roman mythology they are said to be troubled spirits that have they rise from the grave um which Lit quite literally is what the word strigoi means in Romania, Romanian, um, to rise from the grave. So they're called the strigoi, but they're also sometimes called striga, which means to scream. <laughs> so wow, they're beings. So rise from the dead and scream. Mm-hmm. They rise from the dead and they scream. So that's that's me when I wake <laughs> up in the morning. Literally me. <laughs> cool. White. Literally, we are strigoi. Only until that point, and then nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also have the ability to transform into animals, different animals. Unfortunately, I can't do that. <laughs> not that I've yeah, learned. Not, yeah. At least not yet, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. In my life. They can also become invisible, and they also oh. gain power from drinking the blood of their victims. Oh, okay. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So, fun fact, Bram Stoker's Dracula has actually become the modern interpretation of the Strigoi. So. Okay. So, they, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, basically, how I'm going to. That was, like, the first idea for it. Yeah. So, I'm kind of going to, it's hard to frame this. Okay, also, okay, before I even say that, we have covered some history of vampires in the past. Two different episodes, um, and those are episodes 20 and 86. So go listen to those to get some more knowledge on just vampires overall, because this will be, I suppose, our third installment on the history of vampires, this time from Romania. The other times they were from, I forgot to write it down, but (laughs) other places than Romania. Yeah, other so. places. I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, one is New Orleans. I know that. Yes. Yeah. But the other one, I'm having a hard time remembering where. But let's just make this clear now. All Strigoi are vampires, but not all vampires are Strigoi. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So let's just keep that in mind. Um, So 
I mentioned that this is a part of Roman mythology, so there are certain criteria that you have to meet to become a Strigoi. So, let's just go ahead and get into it, okay? The first and probably the easiest way I would say you could be a Strigoi is if you are the seventh child of the same sex in a family. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so, a lot of kids, and yeah. they all have to be the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so odds are you're not even the seventh child just in general. Like, you know, right. you're like 9, 10, 11 down the line. Oh, wow. So that's okay. already hard. Um, number two is pretty easy. Lead a life of sin. Check. <laughs> um, just kidding. Number three is die without being married. Yikes. Um, four is die by execution for specifically perjury so i don't know why i tried to look up why specifically being executed for perjury is on there like not for murder not for treason perjury i don't right. know i guess the romans had something against lying is my guess because hmm. i couldn't really find anything for that yeah um another way is to die by suicide or okay. to die from a witch's curse. So th oh, wow. those are like the first main six criteria that you could meet to become a Strigoi. And you only got to be one, only got to meet one of them. And you okay, I was just going to ask. Yeah, so yep. you just have to do one. Yep, do one. And you can, when, when you die, you're going to become a Strigoi. I mean, I don't know. Like, I... Like, might we turn might. into one. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. And then like it doesn't, over the it doesn't years, seem too hard. No, it doesn't. But then over the years, they found more ways that you can become a Strigoi. What? So the okay. list is only getting bigger. Um, oh wow! And so, for example, one way is being born with an extra nipple, which in that case means Mister Harry Styles himself will die and become a Strigoi. <gasps> what? Because he has two extra nipples. Fun fact. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So well, he's he's gonna become a strong boy hmm. one day. Yeah. So also not on the list is if you get bitten by a strigoi and survive, then you will become one yourself. So that didn't get added to the list because it there were no survivors for like the beginning of the strigoi. You know, they went kind of ham. But then eventually, they just realized that they could only suck a little bit of blood and leave somebody alive. And then they kind of could create a Strigoi army, if you will. Oh, wow. I, okay. Yeah. I'm just... Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. You know? Um, and I find it all very interesting because all of those points are, like, very specific things. Mm -hmm. It feels like one of those TikToks that are, like, good night except for yes like and then they list very specific things <laughs> yes <laughs> like that's what it feels like exactly um, it does <laughs> but anyway some some more things about the strigoi they are very lazy and they sleep during the day so they're nocturnal they well, just daytime nappers that's me <sighs> which me yep me I, except you know, actually <laughs> actually that's a lie because i don't actually nap during the day but Oh, I do. Laying Any down? chance I can. <laughs> You're a lay downer. Well, that's fine because some of them are just lazy in the day. Yeah, so that's me. Like yeah. They don't always sleep during the day. Mm -hmm. They just lay around. So, felt that. They attack their victims only at night, leaving teeth marks on the corpses, typically. Um, okay. Which all, you know, sounds very vampire-like. Yes, then... I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so far vampire but this is when we're gonna get into a little this is why strigoi are different okay vampires so they all that all the above is true about them mm -hmm. but they can also be more witch-like and also ghost-like so strigoi oh. can also manifest as ghosts or spirits they like i said they be can become invisible and they can make noises, hit, touch, and bite people all while, like, appearing as a ghost or invisible oh. to them. So maybe some ghosts that we've encountered actually are just Strigoi trying to get Interesting. us. Interesting. 
which mm. that's horrifying. Um, and I mean, I've never had a ghost try to bite me though. Well, same that I know of. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> but they've never I, succeeded. <laughs> they've never. Thank goodness, they've never succeeded. But I have heard of ghost stories where they feel like they were bitten. So maybe not in the neck, but like, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, and then like I also said, they do have magical powers and this is kind of where the witch part comes into. They feel like, um, because they can transform into other animals and t- typically vampires transform into bats, but apparently Sugarwood can become whatever animal they really want to be. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, like I said, all Strigoi are technically vampires, but not all vampires are Strigoi. But there are a lot of resources online that kind of use vampire and Strigoi interchangeably. But just clearing it up, just know there's some differences. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, let's get to the first documented story of a Strigoi. Okay. There was this man named Yuri Grondo, and he died in 1656. And, you know, he died tragically, but then rose from his grave the night after he was buried and completely tortured his village. He went on a rampage. The village priest, Father um, Giorgio, he banished the Strigoi to hell and chopped off his head. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Chopped off his head. Yep. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Um, the, I don't know why. I was just not expecting that well, the like, priest, at all. The priest said that was the only way to kill it. Yeah. And the priest, I guess, would know. Um, this is giving Medusa. <laughs> right. It's giving Medusa from Percy Jackson, um, which is why I mean every story relates back to Percy Jackson. Um, <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> finally, Savannah's starting to see the vision. Um, but even though that is already a crazy story that he chopped off his head, it gets crazier because two nights after this second death of when he got his head chopped off, Yuri Grondo appeared to his widow in her bedroom as a ghost. Um, but it was not the happy greeting that he was expecting. She was terrified and described him as looking like a corpse who, appeared to both be smiling and also gasping for breath at the same time. Oh. And then he came into her room and assaulted her. Um, okay. So, mm. so, no. yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> then, you know, Father um, Giorgio was obviously called back in. Um, and this is where he was said to come face to face with the vampire. And I'm like... With a vampire slash ghost slash Strigoi. And he held a cross in front of them. And it ran and got away. And so I guess I can just kind of change form, shape, shift all through all kinds of life mm-hmm. once they're dead. But one of the villagers actually saw him running and chased it. And tried to kill it by piercing its heart with the hawthorn stick but failed. Because when he tried to stab the stick through his chest, it just bounced off of his chest. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, so it just failed, failed immediately. Failed, failed, failed. Yep. But then, apparently, they finally chopped off his head a second time. <laughs> and this time, he really did die. Um, and it said that he died with a huge smile on his face. Oh, okay. So, like, he already died once came back as a vampire, chopped head off, came back as a ghost vampire, chopped head off again, final time. That is so crazy to have your head chopped off twice. (laughs) Right. Right. Like he, he was not, he was not giving up easily. I'll tell you that right now. And also I couldn't tell if that's really the true narrative of the story or if that was like a loose translation of the story. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it could be a little off, but that's what I found on multiple sites. So, yeah, let's, we're just going to go with it. Yeah. 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 But 
Um, as you can probably imagine, since the 1600s, there have been many other Strigoi that have had to been killed. So people have found other ways to kill them other than chopping their head off twice. So let me tell you those, okay. just in case you run up on a Strigoi, you need to kill them quickly. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, you can break its heart in half. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like physically. So what? Just like. Oh, yeah. So you just, like, reach into their chest, rip it out, and Mm -hmm. break it it in in half. half. Yep. Easy. Easy, yeah. Very easy. Um, You can also dig a nail into their forehead. What? Which is sick, but okay. Oh, my God. You know, a little more actually on the easy side. You can place garlic under its tongue, and then it's gone. Okay. So that's the one I'm going with. Yeah, see, that one seems like the easiest one so far. Easy, but also hard. Like, how... I'm sure he's, like, protecting his tongue. Like, you're not get, And also, like, you don't want to get bit. So, that yeah. one, that is kind of hard. Well, you just have to, like, flirt with him a little bit. Yeah, or... Okay, <laughs> to that, get close. That, or I'm like, you want my blood? Exactly, yeah. Or I'm thinking you, like, sneak into his house, like, during the day when he's sleeping. And then put it in. Right. Mouth. Yeah. That might yep. be the, the easier way to do that. Lastly, now this one, if we want to talk about being specific, this is the most specific thing I've ever heard. Okay. But this is apparently another way that you can kill a strigoi is if you smear it with pig fat all over it. Oh. But it has to specifically be from a pig that was killed on St. Ignatius's day. Oh, when is that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm Because I was going to say my literally next point. I did not have time to look more deeply into that one. Oh, right. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> of course. Yeah, unfortunately. And I was like, I only saw it once. So I was like, maybe that's not even like valid, but I had to mention it because that is very specific. So who is to say? Um. So you might be asking yourself, are the Strigoi still around today? Well, back in 2004, there was this man named Peter Toma who died. But a few weeks later, his niece revealed that she had been visited by her late uncle and that he looked very dead, but also he was smiling very creepily. And after that, And other than his appearance, she wouldn't say anything else that happened. So we don't know Mm -hmm. exactly what happened after that. But she did tell people, like, in her family. So after a little bit of alcohol, some of her family members and some of their friends, like, people in the town, went and dug up Peter Toma's body. (laughs) Um, Because he had just died. And his body, fun fact, was still in the ground. Um... So she was seeing his ghost, I have to assume. Oh, okay. And they made an incision in his chest and removed the heart and cut it in half. And then they burned the rest of his body just for good measure, I suppose. Oh, my God. So that happened in 2004. So even if the Strigoi are not still around, the belief is definitely still there because they really did all of this. Just 20 years ago. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, actually, the six family members all ended up getting charged with disturbing the peace of the dead. And they were originally sentenced to some jail time, but then they ended up just paying some fines. So, you know, honestly, it's good what they did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, maybe he was a Strigoi. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. That's like a lot to like... (laughs) No, yeah, it, is. That's it just... is a lot. But, like, if they really <laughs> believed that that was what was happening, then, you know. I mean, obviously they did. Or why would they have done that? Because that was their family member, too. Um, So, crazy. Crazy story. But people most definitely still believe the Strigoi exist. And there is a TV show that is called The Strain. And it's basically an apocalypse of Strigoi and once you're bitten if you survive you become one and basically that turned into the whole world becoming or like half of the world becoming infected 
and becoming the Strigoi. So people have to like fight them and stuff. So it's a really good show. Um, it's like not on hmm. anymore, like new episodes, but it's very good. Yeah. I watched it when it was out. I loved it. And hmm. yeah, I would re- definitely recommend. It's called how The Strain. Long, how many episodes is it? I don't know. I think it's like four or five seasons. Okay. Hmm. So. And know. what was it called? It's pretty good. Um, The Strain. The Strain. And it wasn't okay. like, it was like a strain of an infection that made people act like Strigoi. So it wasn't like they are Strigoi. That's just, it was like a disease. But right, it made yeah. them act like it. So that's what they called them. Hmm. So interesting very interesting definitely check it out i don't know what you can watch it on but you can watch it on something that's for sure <laughs> yeah something <laughs> my guess is hulu because it is a it's a fx show i'm pretty sure okay so but yeah that is the legend of the Strigoi. wow i do love the vampire-ness of them yeah yeah they're really mean though yeah <laughs> like they do seem I mean, really mean i suppose maybe are all vampires mean i don't know i mean I well know. they they do just like kill people so they do they they do that so not good mm-hmm. not good at all but definitely go check out our instagram for some pictures from this week some renditions of some strick away and the tooth fairy should be very cute together if i have <laughs> yeah. to imagine oh my gosh sometimes our our stuff just like is so like different that it's so funny it really is like i'm like trying to like we normally have similarities in our story what's our similarity this week i don't know (laughs) i don't know if there's one there yeah i don't really know either Hmm. i i don't think i can help you there wow (laughs) well you know it all it it had to have happened sometime you know Mm -hmm. no similarities so You've caught us on a rare day, I would have to say. <laughs> yeah. But go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But that's really all I have for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? That's it. Okay, well then I guess we will see you guys next week. Cue the music.